Hey everybody, you are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate's Director of Experimental Science and Social Media Manager, Riley Witt. You are about to hear from some of the world's leading experts in sports performance and human optimization. From elite scientists to world-class coaches, this is the place to be to accelerate your performance. So, as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. Welcome back to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. I'm your host, Riley Witt, and today we're kicking off a new series that's all about sleep. I and many other experts in the realm of sports performance would agree that sleep ranks above all other performance variables, such as nutrition, supplementation, and even some parts of training. So I'm all about picking the lowest hanging fruit, and in this case, the lowest hanging fruit is also the biggest. In recent years, it's been getting a lot more attention, but sleep really is the silent partner in your training regimen, the one that doesn't get the spotlight, but does a lot of the heavy lifting. If you don't have the time to listen to this podcast and want the cliff notes of this episode, I'll give you three words. Sleep is important, but I hope you do actually listen to this podcast because I think you'll get a lot of information from it. We're going to dive into the science of sleep and why it's crucial for athletic performance, especially for runners. We'll explore why sleep is important, sleep stages, the role of sleep in physical recovery, and how a good night's sleep can be the difference between a personal best and a disappointing performance. Now, before we dive into the stages of sleep and their impact on athletic performance, let's take a step back and ask a fundamental question, kind of a a zeroth principle. Why do we sleep? I mean, on the surface, it seems like a bit of a waste, doesn't it? Like we're spending a third of our lives unconscious and immobile. But the truth is, sleep is anything but a waste of time. It's crucial for biological functions that plays a vital role in our health and well-being. Now, I wasn't consulted at the design phase, and God didn't ask me if I think we should sleep or not. Because, yeah, I would like to think it's a waste of time. But just try and not sleep for a couple days and tell me if you really think it's a waste of the time and that'll be your best answer. You see, while we're sleeping, our bodies and brains are busy at work. They're not just resting, they're resetting, repairing, and recharging. They're processing information, consolidating memories, and preparing for the next day. Imagine your brain is a busy city. During the day, it's all hustle and bustle. Information is coming in, decisions are being made, things are getting done. But all of this activity generates waste. Now, during our waking hours, your brain doesn't have much time to deal with this waste. It's too busy keeping the city running, like I said, making decisions and so on. But when we sleep, the city slows down, and that gives our brain time for the cleanup process. This cleanup process is actually quite fascinating. Recent research has shown that during sleep, the space between our brain cells actually increases, allowing for a sort of flushing system, known as the glymphatic system, to clear away waste products from the brain. This includes clearing away harmful proteins that are associated with neurogenerative diseases, which is kind of irrelevant to today's discussion, but I put it in my notes and thought it was really interesting. I actually learned a bit of a tip while I was researching for this podcast that's super common among the biohacking community. If you tilt your bed up so your head is above your feet, it's not just your head, but you have to have your whole body slanted downwards. So you'd have to kind of 
I don't know, some way prop your head up and then prop your lower back up, kind of like put pillows underneath your mattress or something. I'm not suggesting this at all. I don't know the the specifics behind this biohack, but it's been shown to increase this glymphatic drainage and decrease brain fog and noticeably like help your decision making and thinking later in the day. It's also been shown to slow neurogenerative diseases like dementia and Parkinson's, which again, is not really what this topic is about, but I thought that was super interesting and I was going to leave that in there. So sleep isn't just about resting our bodies. It's about maintaining our brain health too. It's about giving our brain the time it needs to clean up and prepare for the next day. And it's just one of the many reasons why we sleep. So the next time someone tells you that sleep is a waste of time, well, first you can tell them to stop sleeping and and then ask that question again. But you can tell them that it's actually a time of intense brain activity, a time of cleaning and resetting, a time that is absolutely essential for our health and well-being. And for athletes, it's a time for recovery and preparation for the next training day or competition. So now that we understand a little bit more about why we sleep, let's dive into the different stages of sleep and how they impact our athletic performance. Let's start with the basics. Sleep isn't just one thing. It's a series of stages, each with its own function. There's light sleep, deep sleep, and REM sleep. I'm sure if you have a Garmin or any other sleep tracker, you've seen these things and maybe have a slight understanding of them. And I'm not going to go into serious depth, but I'd like you to get a broad scope of why each of these stages are important. So first up is light sleep. It's kind of like the warm-up lap. It's when your body starts to relax and your brain waves begin to slow down. Then we move into deep sleep. This is the main event. This is where your body goes into repair mode, healing your muscles and tissues, and releasing hormones that aid in growth and development. According to a study published by the Journal of Applied Physiology, growth hormone, which is essential for muscle repair and recovery, is released during this stage of sleep. So if you're skimping on deep sleep, you're also skimping out on recovery. And lastly, in the three stages, we have REM sleep. This is when your brain gets its workout processing information from the day, consolidating memories. REM sleep is also when we dream. And while we're not entirely sure why we dream, some researchers believe that it plays a role in problem solving and emotional processing. All three of these stages are divided into 90-minute sleep segments, but aren't equally divided. So again, if you have some type of sleep tracker like a Garmin, you can go on there and look and see your sleep ranges And you could even calculate when the best time for you to wake up and go to bed is based on those ranges. I believe there's actually some type of alarm app that helps you wake up when you're in light sleep in order to be the most alert upon waking. Now you might be wondering, okay, Riley, this is all well and good, but what does this have to do with my running performance? Well, kind of has everything to do with it. When you're training, you're not actually getting stronger. You're not actually getting faster. You're actually kind of getting slower. In between the time you start your workout and finish your workout, you're actually less fit than when you started. Let me stop and let you think about that for a second. You're not fitter when you finish the workout than when you start the workout. You are less fit. The fitness increase happens afterwards when your body is recovering. 
A major part of that recovery is during that deep sleep stage that I mentioned earlier. So if you're not getting adequate amount of deep sleep or not giving yourself enough time to recover in between workouts, you are getting less fit. It's as simple as that. Kind of. But it's not just about the physical recovery. Sleep also plays a crucial role in the cognitive function. It helps things like decision-making, reaction time, and focus, all of which are pretty important when you're going out for your run or workout or race of the day. Sleep is also directly correlated with willpower. So if you're finding it difficult to put your running shoes on and go out for a run, maybe you should look at your quality and quantity of sleep. And research backs this up. Studies have shown that sleep deprivation can lead to decrease in performance, increased risk of injury, and slower recovery times. On the flip side, athletes who prioritize sleep see improvements in their performance. So if you're serious about improving your running performance, it's time to start thinking seriously about your sleep. And before I wrap up this episode for today, I have a little bit of homework for you guys to do that's due before the next episode comes out in this series. This week, I want you to become more aware of your sleep habits. Start by keeping a sleep journal. I was going to use the word sleep diary, but I think that word alone would make most of you not want to do it. But, but seriously, it's, it's kind of important. Note down what time you go to bed, what time you wake up, how you feel in the morning. Do you feel refreshed? Are you ready to go? Are you hitting that snooze button? Also, pay attention to your pre-sleep routine. What are you doing in the hour or so before bed? Are you watching TV? Are you scrolling through your phone? Are you doing something more sleep-friendly, like reading a book? And finally, take note of your sleep environment. Is your bedroom dark and quiet? Is your mattress comfortable? Is your room comfortable temperature? The goal of this exercise is not to judge or make drastic changes at this moment, but simply just become more aware of your current sleep habits. This awareness is the first step towards improving your sleep and, in turn, your running performance. So that's it. That's your homework for the week. Keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Keep a sleep journal right beside your bed. Pay attention to your pre-sleep routine, your sleep environment. And if you want to jump ahead with the homework and you have some type of sleep tracker, I'm guessing most of you have some type of Garmin. See if you can recognize a pattern with your sleep habits and sleep quality and duration. And come back next week ready to dive into some more practical tips and tricks for optimizing your sleep. We're just scratching the surface here. Next week, we're going to dive into the world of sleep optimization, and we're talking the nitty-gritty, the practical stuff, the things that you can start doing to improve your sleep and supercharge your running performance. We'll be exploring the ins and outs of sleep hygiene, those crucial habits that can make or break your sleep quality. We'll delve into the realm of diet and exercise and how tweaking that and what you eat and how you work out and just timing of all that can lead to better sleep. We're going to take a look at some of the latest sleep gadgets on the market. Have you ever wondered if those high-tech sleep biohacks or tracking devices are worth the hype? Well, we're going to find out in the next episode. Trust me, it's going to be a game changer and you're going to want to listen to it. Before we wrap up, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor of this series, NeuroSlumber Solutions. If you're looking to optimize your sleep, we've curated a selection of sleep aids from blackout masks to blue light blockers that actually work. 
all tested and approved by this guy. Check it out in the description of this episode or linked in our Instagram bio at the Accelerate Performance Lab. I'm Riley Witt. You've been listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. Until next time, keep running and get some sleep. Good night, everyone.